Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across the UK. This story, the first of two, was told by Mariam Hassan. In August 2015. Where the theme was glory. Hello. Um, this is a little bit hard for me to talk about at the start, so bear with me. Um, in 2011, um, I had a breakdown. Um, I had my best friend decided that it would be really fun to um, take every insecurity that I had and tear them apart until I couldn't leave my house. Um, and at the time, I was a music photographer and I was very, very good at it. Um, I'd gone from being this very shy person to really outgoing and self-confident and I was having a brilliant time. And I guess he was going through a lot of stuff. So he decided that he was going to bring me down with him. Um, and so I stopped taking pictures at shows. Um, I couldn't go to shows because I would have panic attacks. And then he would tell me everyone thought I was crazy. Um, and, and it was really, really, really hard because I believed him because I thought he's my best friend. He's not going to tell me things that aren't true. Um, but as I got further on in the year, I was like, okay, this is not healthy. I'm, I'm on my own and I feel terrible about myself. Um, and so I got to August and I confronted him about it and I was like, right, I'm, I have to leave this city because everything that I'm doing is tied to him and all my friends are tied to him and I feel like I've lost everything. So I book myself a ticket to Chicago and I book myself a ticket to this thing called Fest um, and I decide that like, if I'm going to go to America and if I'm this terrible person that he tells me I am and if I am as crazy as he says... Uh, then I can go to America and no one will want to be my friend. Um, so I go to Fest and Fest is in a town in Florida called Gainesville and it's basically Disneyland for punks. Like uh, the college town, it's a college town, all the college kids go away to Atlanta for a football game and the town is taken over by 3,000 punk kids uh, in their 20s because you can't drink um, when you're under 21 in America and um, I went on my own uh, I've I stayed with some people that I kind of knew that I'd met um, during the year and I was kind of terrified I'd never been to a festival in a different country and like um, on the first day I was a little bit overwhelmed I got my pass I got my camera out and I was like right I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna go for it and within about an hour I was stood by a pool and it was sunny and I was talking to this really beautiful American man about band and I had a beer in my hand and I was like this is so good um, and then the next day it was Saturday and I'd been like running around by myself taking photos of things and I was outside the Holiday Inn and I, I interrupted 
a conversation between an American man and an English person. And I interrupted to talk to the English person. And the American man got very angry at me. And he just started going, why don't you work in, like, American apparel? Like, why aren't you in TGI Fridays right now? And I was confused because I don't know why either of these things relate to me as an English person. Um, but then he's like, I have to go watch a band. Can you drink my drink? And here, I wouldn't take a drink from a stranger. But after a day at fest, I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm sure he's my friend. So I took his drink and I downed it. And his friend came over and was like, no, I have to go too. Can you drink my drink? And so I drank three glasses of this pink drink. That I, it was just sweet and it kind of tasted like strawberries. Um, and it turned out, I didn't know this at the time. No one saw me again for seven hours. And I didn't know this at the time. But basically what was in that drink was every flavor of Four loco, which is a caffeinated alcoholic beverage they sell in Florida. And every drug my friend, who I made friends with later, had in his room. So I'm very hyperactive and I had a lot of speed. Um, and so uh, I, have no, I have very little memory of like my afternoon at Fest on the Saturday. But after having a lot of speed, I remember being on the stage for this band called Against Me. And it was like the biggest venue and the stage was probably about this high, but there was like 4,000 people in the, um, in the crowd. And I was still on stage taking photos by myself. And in London, being by myself was the most terrifying thing because I was like, no one likes me, no one wants to talk to me. In Florida, when I was on Speed Punch, being by myself was amazing. And so I'm like still on the stage and during the last two like songs, the crowd rush on the stage. So there's like hundreds of people all around me and I'm in the middle of it and I'm screaming and jumping on people and trying to take photos and, and I'm having the best time and then it finishes and I run out of the venue and I don't know if my friend Sarah found me but I remember like, I'm lying in this grass looking at the stars and like my friend's face comes in front of me and they just think I'm really fucked but like I am but like the reason why I was lying in the grass was because I was like on that stage during that set for that band I had regained all of me and um, I felt all of the negative ties in England just be cut away and I was lying in the grass trying to make that feeling go to every single part of me because I was like this is amazing and it might have been the speed um, and <laughs> it might, I'm not entirely sure um, but whatever it was like I felt really really good about myself so that's how punk rock and speed made me find myself again thank you <laughs> 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our second story is told by Daniel. At the same night at the Hackney Picture House. Hey, I'm really sorry this is the last story of the night. Because, uh, like, <laughs> like, I was worried that I was going to bring the tone down to, like, a depressing level. But I'm really glad that um, you were before me. So, thank you. Thank you. No, it's, like, this just means my story is less out of place. Um, I'm going to try and make this funny, but, like, it's really not. So, I'm going to try. Okay, so, uh, I'm 31. I just turned 31. And, um... The night before I turned 30, I went on a date with this girl, and it was really good. We had loads in common. She was this Spanish uh, pro-choice activist, and we were getting all like self-righteous and had a really good night, and ended up going back to her place. And in the morning, um, we were hanging out. We were going to go out and do brunch, and I was feeling really good about things. And I got this call from a friend of mine. Uh, and I picked up the phone, and I was like, hey. So guess what I did last night? And um, my friend was really quiet on the other end, way more quiet than usual, because she's really usually really outgoing. And she's like, Dan, I need to, I don't know who to talk to, but something really strange just happened, and I don't know what to do. And uh, so to fill you in, she'd um, had... She lives in an apartment in North London and she'd had a builder who was a friend of a friend come over to do some renovation work, like sort out some damp in one of the bedrooms. And she had uh, been having a shower that morning and he had come into her room afterwards and tried to sexually assault her. And she didn't know who to talk to. She So she called me and... I was, I was, it was, it was, it was a really surreal moment for me because like I'd never been called about this kind of thing and like, and I didn't expect, even though I was close with this friend of mine, I didn't, never expected her to, to see me as the first person she should call. So I was just like, okay, just stay where you are. She was in her bedroom. She was still in her towel. She was, she was really stunned and. I said, just stay there. I'm going to come get you. So I took a tube. It took about 40 minutes. And uh, I got to her house. And the whole time, I'm trying to imagine, like, I was like, is he still there? And she's like, yeah, he's still here. He's in the other bedroom. He's like, to him, it doesn't even occur to him that he's done something wrong. As far as he knows, he approached her and he wanted to touch her. And she got rid of him and he has continued like it's business as normal so he's in the other room still doing like maintenance work so I get to the house and I go to her bedroom and I can hear him in the other room I have no idea what this guy looks like but I'm fucking seething of course and I think okay I want to like I want to do something about this guy but like maybe he's bigger than me like because obviously like this is the thing this is the big 
like Lyrios tell ourselves is these people are these kind of monsters that loom out from the shadows. And they're not. They n almost never are. They're, they're almost always people we know. And, and so I, I go to her room. She's still just sat on, on her bed in her towel. And she's, um, yeah, and like she's in a real state. And I say, okay, look. I want you to get dressed. I want you to pack a bag. You're going to stay with me for the next week, okay? And um, and she does that. And we, I walk her out of the house. And we just ignore this guy. I don't even look at him. But we get outside. And she's standing there. And she just looks like this. She just looks like... In, I've never seen her look like this before. She just looks like this lost little girl. And... Um, and again, this is why I'm kind of hesitant about telling the story because I don't want you to think this is some kind of like brave guy rescuing a girl thing. This like it's not that. Um, but I I just tell her to wait there, and I have to I have to go back in. I have to talk to this guy. And so I open the door to this other bedroom. And he's there, and thank fuck he's smaller than me because that doesn't happen that often. Um, and he looks at me. He looks at me completely blankly, and he's. I realize he's scared of me because I don't, I don't know this, but I am looking like the most angriest dude this guy's ever seen. And I'm literally, you almost, when you hear about something awful being committed to a friend, on a, like being inflicted on a friend of yours, or to yourself, you fantasize about catching that person. And this is exactly what's just happened. And I go up to him and I don't touch the guy, but I was like, just fucking you need to listen to me. I need you to know what you've done to this person. I need you to know that you've made this person feel like they're no longer safe in their own house. I need you to know that you've brought up traumas from this person's childhood that will take them months, if not years, to deal with. Like, I need you to know what the amount of damage that you don't even know you've done to another human being through your stupidity and your own greed and your own selfishness. And... He doesn't say a fucking word, but I say this and I turn around and I walk out and I grab my friend and we spend the day just like we go from restaurant to restaurant just eating as much food as she wants. And so this is my birthday. This is my 30th birthday. And I was like, look, like you can stay at my house for as long as you want. And uh, also like this is I don't know if this is appropriate, but this, it's actually my 30th birthday tonight. And like you can totally come and like I swear like you know like my friends you know my other friends are cool like you'll like them and like we'll hang out and like it won't be too loud like I've booked out like a bar in East London and like I'm expecting like 40 or 50 people to come and I just know I was like oh man like this isn't gonna be the right situation for her considering what she's gone through but she's like look it's fine like I'm totally up for that I need to know that like this shit's this isn't the first time this has happened to me, but this is the first time that I've called someone and they've come and they've been there for me because every other time I've called a friend, they've always, and you, you've heard about this, but like they've always fucking victim blamed her and they say, well, what were you doing? What were you wearing? What were you saying to this person? But you're the first person that just believed me. You're the first person that just came and helped me. And like, so like, I like this shit, that happened was bad, but like, I'm really glad you came and I'm really happy about it. Um, like, despite what's happened today. So anyway, we end up 
uh, going to the spa for my birthday and we get there like 8 p.m. and I've told everyone like come there early because it really fills out and there's like a line and like you won't get in after 10 p.m. So we get there early, we get like our tables and like I'm all excited and um, <laughs> no one shows up. <laughs> no one shows up, not a single friend turns up. It's just me and her sitting with these like two tables and not a single friend shows up. So that was my 30th birthday. And there comes a point where, like, I'm obviously aware of what's taken place that morning, but I'm feeling understandably dejected about what's happening in my life. So I'm feeling really fucking sad and depressed that that's, like, what I've got to show for myself for 30 years of existence on this planet. And my friend, and this is why I fucking love her, she was just like, all right, fuck that. I'm going to take you out. We're going to have a night out. We're having a really good time. And so we, t- we go to this bar. Like, we just ditch that fucking place. And, like, I don't call any of my friends. Like, not even... I've got a twin brother, and even he didn't show up, right? Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, like, we went, to this, we went to this other bar, and we just got wasted and, like, had a really good time. And we just, like... And we really bonded, and we, we, we made this pledge, we made this oath. Like, we didn't, like, cut our hands and, like, mash them together or anything, but, like, we made this oath to each other, and we're like, we're going to be there for each other, and, like, you're the most important person in my life now. And, like, uh, and so I was there for her, and she was really fucking there for me. And, like, FYI, like, she got the fuck out of that house, like, two weeks after that happened. Like, she was like, I'm not going to stay here and deal with this bullshit anymore. Um... But, so it wasn't like the most glorious moment, but it was like a really like good moment. And we are like fucking best friends now. So thanks. On Thursday, the 24th of September, Spark London is hosting a night of stories with HIV charity, Body and Soul. Full details at stories.co.uk. 